Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm excited that you're listening this morning. Well, today we're going to take a little bit of a different approach, and we're going to talk to a few different people about what God has done in their lives. You could consider this experiential evidence for Christ, which is a valid form of evidence. No matter where you're coming from, things that you hear this morning will relate to your life, so it'll be an exciting time. I hope that you get a lot as you listen to each of these different people. You're going to hear from some master plan staff, as well as a few different students, and this is part of the Crush Fear Project. So we're going to get started talking to Leah. Leah, welcome to The God Solution. Thanks, Nate. This is exciting. Well, I'm Leah Hillower, and I'm one of the staff for Crush Fear, and we have been having an exciting adventure where we've been able to go rappelling, backpacking, whitewater rafting, and a lot of other fun things. And so it's been a joy and a pleasure to be able to get to know the students and also be able to watch them crush fear and also crush some fear myself. So it's been great. I used to view God in two different ways. One, that he was boring, and two, that he was a huge disciplinarian that didn't really care about me all that much. But when I heard about how Jesus died on the cross for my sin specifically, and for the world, but for mine specifically, it changed my whole view, and I was blown away that God would want to be in my life. And so I accepted Christ into my life, and after that, I hit a lot of hard times. My mother died about three months after I accepted Christ, but I had this firm foundation in God and who he was, and I have never had a more exciting adventure since then. Hello, my name is Shawnee Begay, and I'm a student here at Fort Lewis College. I'm originally from Farmington, New Mexico, and I just want to share what God has done in my life. And so, uh, first off, everyone knows the story of Cinderella. She was a girl who at first lived her life unhappily, and she was forced to live as a housemaid and to do what others told her. Then one day, an opportunity comes knocking at her door, and it's an opportunity that she just can't resist. So she soon she soon finds one thing leading to another, and she finds her prince charming and no longer has to be that housemaid. And so she lives happily ever after. Well, my story is similar to Cinderella in some aspects. I started my life seemingly unhappy and a little lonely at times. Then this awesome opportunity comes along that just changes my life and soon gives me my happily ever after. And as I was growing up, I went to church seldom with my grandparents, but I didn't quite enjoy it because where I come from, the gospel is spoken a lot in Navajo, and that's a language that I don't fully understand. And so learning the language was up to myself or my parents or grandparents just to teach you, but unfortunately that wasn't for me. And so I grew up hearing the gospel, but not hearing it in a way that I understood it clearly and never really knowing why I was put on the earth. So growing up, I faced a lot of, a lot of difficulties that can at most times make a person depressed or angry just with everything. And as you may or may not know, Alcoholism can destroy a family, and it's really almost destroyed mine. Every night it seemed that my parents were fighting, and if it wasn't verbally, it was physically. And since they were the only adults around, it was up to myself and two older sisters to break them apart. And while all this was happening, I never really told anyone outside of family, because I felt like it was our own problem to deal with. 
And so I played it off as though nothing was wrong, and I tried to always have a smile on my face and spoke of only the good times my family and I had. But one night, I really couldn't handle the fighting any longer, and I wanted it all to stop. So at the age of 12, I was quite literally a breath away from ending my own life. But something suddenly inside of me was saying, like, stop, you're stronger than this. And after that, I decided to not let the negativity in my life define who I would be and what I would accomplish. So I went through middle school and high school with my eyes on a prize of wanting to become successful. I graduated high school top 5% of my class and went to college soon after. While in college, I hit many rough patches of not exceeding to the expectations I had hoped and just having that feeling of being lost and lonely. Then one day, I made a decision to start attending an on-campus ministry called Connect, and it was through Connect that someone finally shared the gospel with me in a way that I understood it, and I realized then that, like Cinderella, I was being given this amazing opportunity to have my own happy ending and to have my own Prince Charming to come and sweep me off my feet. I had the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as my prince, someone who loved me and wanted to give me a happy ending after all the hurt that I had gone through. So that following weekend, I made the best decision I could ever make by accepting this never-ending love and happiness into my life. And after receiving this wonderful gift, I am seeing many, many miraculous changes in my life, and I am a much stronger person than I was before. I smile now for all the right reasons, and I know what it feels like to be truly happy and joyful about life. And as a part of this gift, I'm also seeing changes within my family. Um, My family are now developing their own relationship with God. And so as I look back at my life, although it was difficult and seemed unending, I see now it was all part of God's big plan for me. It was His plan to make me a much stronger person and to value life by looking at the bright side of things. And it's like the story of Cinderella. She started out being unloved and unhappy. Then she made this decision to go to the ball, where she evidently met her Prince Charming, and she lived happily ever after. With Christ as our Prince Charming and making that decision to turn to His undying love, we can have our own happily ever after. Thank you. Good afternoon, listeners. My name is Casey Edgel, and I'm here from Maryland. Today, I want to kind of brag in the name of God and to tell you guys what he's done for me. So here's my testimony for you guys. Someone once said to a watching world, the way we die and handle death as believers is an important witness as the way we live. Let me let that sink in for you guys. I'll read it again. Someone once said to a watching world, the way we die and handle death as believers is an, as an important witness as the way we live. But even as a believer, you never get over the death of a loved one. You just find a new normal. My first experience with death occurred eight days after my 14th birthday. On June 15, 2005, I lost my best friend Jeremy and his brother Josh in a tragic accident. Jeremy was supposed to be with me on the day of the accident, So naturally, I felt I was to blame for his death. I carried that guilt around with me for quite some time, but my experience with death did not stop there. Over the next six years, I lost five more people, all of whom I was close with. Needless to say, my life before Christ was emotionally painful. I found myself living in fear of getting close to anyone again 
while still blaming myself for Jeremy's death. But then something incredible happened. I decided to give God complete control of my life because I was tired of not only carrying my guilt with me, but also tired of living in fear of losing the people around me. I couldn't have done this without the love and support of the people I met at Campus Crusade for Christ, which is now known as Crew, my junior year of college. They showed me that God cares about my burdens and that he loves me so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for me and for my sins. After accepting Christ as my savior, I became more at peace with my past. I don't feel guilty anymore about Jeremy's death and I have recently seen myself becoming close to people again. Learning to trust God with the unknown has been the most difficult part of my journey since people can leave this earth at any time and the timing is always unknown. I have just recently graduated and I don't know if I'll have a job next fall, but through my trials, I have learned to trust God with the unknown. Now, my new normal is found in the love God has for me, and knowing that although I may face trials, every heartache I feel goes through God's hands first. Thank you. Hello, my name is Kenzie Timberlake, and I am from Eagle River, Alaska. I'm attending school at the University of Colorado in Denver. So before I tell you my story and how I came to want a personal relationship with God, I would like to give you an analogy. So if you could imagine painting a picture, uh, this beautiful picture, mine would be of a mountain scene, yours may be a beach, but imagine spending all of your time and efforts and devoting that to this one picture and how beautiful and proud you would be of yourself. So if you could keep that in mind as I go through my story, that would be great. I will be relating back to it. When I was 13 years old, I decided to accept Christ into my life, but I really had no idea what that meant. I just went through the motions and it never impacted my life. So when I got to high school, I was putting my values in all of the wrong places. I ended up partying and living a double life behind my parents' back. It was extremely hard to lie and hide from my parents since I had such a close relationship with them. And I also really wanted to be this great role model for my little brother. And I just wasn't at the time. Um, the two biggest things that I found my values in in high school were grades and my boyfriend. Um, my boyfriend, I gave up a lot of morals for. And my grades, I just put a lot of stress and pressure on myself because I knew that they would influence where I went to college later on in life. I was a huge planner. I still am, which is something that I struggle with in my walk with God. But at that time, I really saw my life in a certain way. I had planned to go to college. I wanted to go into nursing, uh, marry my high school boyfriend, and just live happily ever after. But the summer after I graduated high school, I had a life-threatening hiking accident, and I actually fell about 40 feet down a mountain. I ended up in the hospital with three skull fractures and a very traumatic brain injury, uh, with a lot of other medical issues stemming from that. So my, I just saw my life uh, start taking this 180-degree spin, and I wasn't able to go to college my first semester, which was really hard uh, for me to deal with because I didn't plan on finishing college in five years. And after my first semester in Denver, when I was finally able to come down here, I found that my relationship started falling apart, and it eventually ended. So that was probably the lowest point uh, in my life up to that time. And it was as if someone had taken that beautifully painted masterpiece that was representing all of my life's plans. And it was as somewhat, it was as if someone was rolling uh, white paint over it. So all of that work was lost and I felt really lost. 
everything that I had thought would be true of my life just wasn't anymore. So I began feeling exhausted from all of my plans failing and all of these worries and stresses just weighing down on my shoulders. And I was also really lonely in the big city of Denver. It was a lot bigger than my small town of Eagle River. So during my second semester of school, I was invited to a Christian ministry group on campus. And I was really hesitant to go, but when I finally gave in to going, I experienced something really incredible. For once since I had been in Denver, I wasn't worrying about grades or homework, and I met people who were genuinely interested in me. So I started attending the the ministry group called AMP regularly. Uh, and I just saw, like, started meeting all of these girls who I just loved hanging out with, and they loved doing the same things as me. And I, at that time, I started learning a lot about God's characteristics and who he, who he really was and what he did for me. Just the fact that he had sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for me so that I could have a relationship with him and that all of my sins would be forgiven um, was just amazing to me. It just really blew my mind that the creator of the universe wanted to have a relationship with me and loved me so much that he would do that. So it was all really comforting to me. And also at that time, as I was... Starting to study the Bible and everything, I heard this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12, and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are for good not and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. I wanted that so desperately, and that's exactly what I was looking for. It was so much more fulfilling knowing that the plans that God had for me, um, that those would just lead to so many more fulfilling things. And so I was realizing, wow, in the midst of this eternal picture of God and all of the plans he has for me, um, that seed that I was getting in biology that I was so stressed about just was nothing to God. And he would still love me after that. So it was all really comforting. And just realizing that God was a much more beautiful painter than I could ever be, I just decided to give all of my life and my plans for him. And so right now, I'm not sure what my future holds, but I'm really excited about what the Lord has planned. Thank you. Hello, my name is Lori Gell, and I'm a student at Colorado Mesa University, and I'm just going to share a little bit of what God has been doing in my life. So uh, there's this thing called a keystone, and it is a wedge-shaped rock that um, fits at the top of an arch, and without it, the arch can't bear any weight or the pieces can't fit together. And for the longest time in my life, I had felt like I was missing a keystone. So all my life, I had been going to church and youth group, and I loved God when I was in church, but outside of church, I completely forgot about him. And that continued on through my life until I graduated from high school. And when I got to college, I realized that I didn't know what my purpose was, and I felt like that was my keystone in life. I felt like I was just missing it. And so during that time, I decided that I would try to find it. And so um, I tried to find my purpose in partying and abusive relationships and my schoolwork, and none of that was working. I just kept failing over and over, and um, some of the things that I was doing, I just felt so ashamed with. And um, at the end of the semester, I just I couldn't find it and felt so done. Um, and so I went back to school my second semester, and I was tired of looking for my purpose. So I just t- uh, decided that I would focus on my schoolwork, and I also got involved in an on-campus ministry called TNL, uh, which stands for Tuesday Night Live. And with that, I joined a Bible study as well. 
and it was over a book called Crazy Love by Francis Chan. And during that time, my roommate, who was my best friend from high school, had started to get some phone calls late at night, and I couldn't figure out who it was. And one night, I realized that she was talking to my ex-boyfriend. And so I was pretty upset, and I just decided that I would turn to my book, Crazy Love. And that night, I read a story about this girl who was only a freshman in high school, and she would pass out Bibles to all the students at her school. And um, one day she was killed in a tragic car accident. And at her funeral, all the students went from her school and she led over a 100 students to Christ that day. And I just remember sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, if I were to die tonight, what would my impact be tomorrow? Would I be able to reach that many people or have that impact on people? And I realized that she had Jesus in her life, and I wanted that too, but I felt like I had done so many bad things and was just too dirty um, for Jesus to love me. And I got to thinking some more, and I remembered um, another one of my friends from back home um, had told me that no matter what I did, Jesus would still love me and accept me. And so it was then that I got down on my knees and I prayed, um that God would be mine and that he would forgive me and that I could be his. And ever since then, I have been. And since then, my life has changed completely. My desires are different. I don't want to go out and party all the time. And I just feel like I felt like a huge weight was lifted off of my shoulders from all the things that I had done. And I realized that um, my keystone was missing. It wasn't exactly a purpose, but it was Jesus. And he is my Lord and Savior. Hi, my name is Rachel Taylor, and I'm a senior here at Fort Lewis College. And I'm uh, just going to begin by asking if you ever feel like your value is based on how well you do something. I know that I definitely used to feel like that. Probably uh, throughout the beginning of my life, I found my value in the things that I did. I grew up on Maui, and I loved the outdoors. I loved surfing and, you know, just hiking, camping, pretty much anything outside. But I found a lot of my worth in how well I could do those things. And I was very self-reliant. I thought that the answers were in nature and that I didn't really need people. I sort of grew up in the church, but I thought that my relationship with God was based on what I did. I thought that I had to be a certain way, and it was really hard to live up to these expectations, both for God and also for myself and for the people around me. You know, there was always more that I could do. And I was never doing anything quite good enough. It was quite an unsatisfying life, and I knew that I was missing something. I didn't really know what that was. Then when I was 18, I went to college over on the island of Oahu. And the second semester, I started dating uh, this guy who was a Christian. And he was really the first Christian who caught my attention. He was just very genuine in the way that he lived out his faith. And it really kind of made me question my own faith. And I remember one Saturday night we were talking and he asked me what I was going to do the next morning, which was a Sunday. I thought about it and I was like, oh, you know, I'll probably go down to the beach, check the surf. If there's waves, I'll definitely go out. If not, I don't know, maybe I'll go to church or something. And he really called me out on this. He said, you know, it doesn't seem like God's a priority in your life. And at this point, I called myself a Christian. So I got pretty defensive. I was like, of course, he's a priority in my life. But I remember that night going back to my dorm and just thinking, what were my priorities? 
And I came to the conclusion that God is God wasn't a priority in my life. At that point, you know, I was just, I was really worn out and overwhelmed with trying to do good at school, in sports, uh, surfing. I never felt like I could be pretty enough or good enough, no matter how hard I tried. And came to a point where I didn't want to be in control anymore. And I realized the truth that I can't ever be good enough on my own, no matter how much I try or how much I do. But it's so cool because I don't have to be good enough uh, because Jesus is. And simply by believing that he's good enough and that he took away all my mistakes and my inadequacies and my failures, he erased them all that through him, through believing in that, I can be good enough in his eyes. So that night, I remember I, I just prayed that, you know, God would take control over my life and that I wouldn't have to be in control anymore. And it was, it was such a freeing, um, experience. It gave me such peace. And I remember shortly after that, uh, someone shared a verse with me from the Bible and it was Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it says, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I really did experience this peace in school and just in every area of my life. Since then, God has been unraveling his plans for me. and They've exceeded anything I could have thought of. And I never would have thought that I would have transferred to Colorado, to Fort Lewis, and I just got involved in this ministry on campus called Connect, and basically that was the main reason that I wanted to transfer here. So I've got one semester left, and just super excited to see what God has planned for the rest of my life. Um, I still, you know, I really love the outdoors. I'm an environmental studies major, and just love the beauty and the life that I see out there. But I now see that there's something behind it all. You know, there's a creator and the fact that I get to know him and am valuable to him simply because I'm his child is something that I wouldn't trade for anything. Hey, everybody. My name is Alex Kroll. I am a student over at Colorado Mesa University in Grand Junction. I just want to take some time to share my story with you as well. Um, so I have a question for you guys, and that's how many of you guys have ever tripped? And I'm going to assume that's everybody. And so how many have tripped and gotten the wind knocked out of them by falling flat on their back. So those ones are a little harder to get back up from, and those ones are a little more painful. But uh, that would be exactly how I described how um, God got a hold of my life, really. So my parents split up when I was four, and so I don't really have a whole lot of memory of when they were together. But growing up, um, I would just spend a week at each house. Neither of them were Christian and uh, my dad's still fairly opposed to it. So the way that I was introduced to Christianity was when my dad got remarried to my stepmom and through my older step-siblings. And um, I actually received Christ at a church camp that I started going to when I was nine up until I was about 16. And uh, I heard the gospel shared every year up there that Christ came and... Um, he died to pay for those sins and those things that we think that we're not good enough for him for. Um, and he loved us anyway through those. And if we would choose to follow him, that we would be able to live with him for eternity. So I heard that for two years. And when I was 11, I decided that that's what I wanted for my life. And that was when I accepted Christ. And so growing up, um, 
I never really took that to heart. God was always there, but he was always kind of on the back burner. And um, when I was in high school, I was in a relationship for most of high school, and um, that was the same thing. It just, it really didn't have a foundation in uh, who God was, and so it became a very selfish relationship pretty quickly, and really more than anything, just became a big idol in my life. And so... um, Growing up, I also never had a great relationship with my dad and stepmom. Um, we just had a lot of differences. But when I graduated shortly after, um, they came to me and they said, um, you know, we don't feel like you're really participating in the family very much. And so um, we're going to ask you to go and just live full time with your mom. And so that really frustrated me at first because I didn't know why. And it just felt like I was getting things thrown at me. Um, And shortly after that, I went to college in the fall. And that relationship that I had been in for so long that had become such an integral part of my life um, that I had made so important to myself just deteriorated as soon as I got there. And um, so at that point, I just felt like I had nothing left. And I felt like I was there on the ground with the wind knocked out of me. And uh, that was where Christ met me through a um, devotional that I happened to come across um, called A Call to Die by David Nasser, which I just love getting to go through that. Um, And after three days of that, I had just been so convicted on basically every point of my life up to that point. And um, on day seven, I made a commitment to myself as well as to God, um, that he was going to, from that point on, come first, and that I wasn't going to let anything take that place that was rightly his in my heart. And um, since then, he's just given me this desire to know him more every day since then. I got involved in a ministry on campus called TNL, and they've shown me what it means to truly be following Christ in my day-to-day life. And um, God, through them, has shown me a lot of opportunities to serve him that I didn't even know existed before, one of which God has blessed me with in a huge way to be able to be over in Spain next semester serving him, and I'm just super excited for that, and it amazes me looking back to see where God has led me from where I was, where I thought I wanted to be, to where I am now. So I just want to encourage you guys that God, if you'll let him, will just pick you up and dust you off and lead you back the direction that he's calling for you to go and I just hope that's an encouragement for you guys so that wherever you're at in that journey to let God be the lead. I love hearing the stories of these students lives because I love hearing about how Jesus impacts people and the common thread throughout these stories is the gospel which summarized quickly goes like this. God has a deep love for us and he also has a plan for us And the problem is that we have this condition called sin, which separates us from God. But God loves us so much that he sent his son into this world to die for us. And if we believe that Jesus Christ has paid for our sins on the cross, then we can have eternal life with the Lord. You can know that in your head, but if you don't know that in your heart, it's not really enough. We really have a response to that one way or the other. We can accept that that's true, or we can reject that truth. And so if you feel that you would want to commit your life to the Lord, the following prayer, you can just repeat after me to accept Christ in your life. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for loving me so much to come and do that. 
I have faith that that act that you've done on the cross for me makes me right before the Lord. And I submit my life to you. And I do this because you are real to me. And I love you with all of my heart. Thank you for providing a way for me to be with you forever. If you've prayed that prayer and you want to get connected with some other Christians that have a like mind and heart, you can go to the River Church this morning. They're meeting at 1045 a.m. They're off of Florida. Remember, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. Have a great Sunday. You have made me new. You restore my heart and turn these ashes into